Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you, folks? Another week has rolled around in the piping scene, and quite a week it's been as well. There's been a lot to talk about this week with competitions, new music, all sorts of stuff to bring you on this week's podcast. Looking forward to it, actually. And we've got quite an awesome topic of the week as well. Yeah, we got chatting to Stuart Robertson all about his brand new release, uh, we'll get into that, of course, with topic of the week and just whenever it's ready for a cup of tea and all that. But first of all, let's go through the regular introductions, shall we? If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk. If it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the piping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Even though, yeah, technically that's not really happening here in the UK at the moment, but... uh, yeah, it is happening in other places, and we'll talk about that. But yes, don't forget, like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon. So yes, if you would like to help support the show, and a number of you have actually this last while, uh, we have uh, actually a couple of new Patreon supporters. So hello there over there on Patreon. Uh, yes, if you would like to help support us, you can go and click on support. And yes, for five bucks a month, you get your mitts on tons of extra content. Now, I think one of our most popular bits over there is our Fuse FM Balamoney catch-up show, uh, which is over there uh, every week. So if you do happen to miss our two-hour live radio show on Fuse FM here in Northern Ireland, then you can get it on Patreon, uh, where you can download it each week. So not only do you get the weekly podcast, but you also get the weekly radio show. Now, If you do decide to join Patreon now, I have to say you can go back and look at all the back catalogue of all of our episodes of Fuse, all the way dating back, I think, until about this time last year. So you have almost a full year's worth of a back catalogue of Fuse FM Balamoney episodes to listen to. And uh, that's hours and hours and hours worth of radio and piping and drumming. It's all absolutely awesome. That, plus all sorts of exclusive interviews, uh, reviews, video performances blah 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 there's so much stuff back there on patreon it's ridiculous now now, let me say this it's not compulsory you don't have to but it's there if you want to go and help support the show you can uh yes you get a little bit of a well say a little bit you get a serious amount of content (laughs) for your support so be part of the patreon faithful Indeed. Now, we still have our ongoing promotion, I think, at the moment with Flux Solutions. So if you do want to get 10% off uh, the brand new Flux Blowpipe, you still can take advantage of that as far as I'm aware. Uh, Just use our discount code PIPER10 and you get 10% off at the checkout. If you are interested in getting one of those brand new blowpipes with the built-in moisture control, I've still been playing with mine really since we released that... um, you know, the review video and stuff that we've done on our YouTube channel. And I actually have the, the crystals here. There's a bag of them here. So I'm actually going to be changing these out this week uh, because I have noticed it changing colour. Uh, but it took a wee while for them to change from, like, the orangey-yellowy colour to, like, a dark green. So, 
yeah, I'll have to show you that whole process, so that'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you interested, go and take that uh, exclusive offer, Piper10, that's one zero, the digits. Type that into the checkout and you get money off just by listening to the podcast. There you go. I've also got some quite special uh, kind of promotions and stuff that we're able to bring you on next week's podcast, but I'll, that's for next week. I can't really spoil them on this week's pod, now can I? Because then that kind of wrecks it for next week. So yes, we've got some brilliant promotions and stuff to be able to bring you on next week's podcast. Dad excited for that. So looking forward to next week's pod, just to be able to give you stuff, more more options, more free stuff and that. Right, Rob, shush, you're going to spoil it. So shut up, Rob. Okay. <laughs> With each and every podcast, we do welcome new listeners to our show, and I have to say hello to everyone who tuned in on last week's episode, and for everyone on your kind words and everything following last week's dedication that we we basically paid tribute to a friend of ours who we had lost, uh, quite tragically, Mickey Daly, and we put together a bit of a tribute piece all of his, you know, band spokesmen and uh, you know pipe majors and stuff of previous bands that Mickey was involved in. All had their words to say, and yeah, a lot of people got in contact with the show saying that it was very touching. So thank you to everyone who did that. Um, I have to be honest, it wasn't easy to put together. Um, it was quite difficult and quite emotional, as I'm sure you all might <laughs> agree. Those of you who listened to last week's episode, a lot of people who didn't know Mickey actually found themselves getting quite emotional listening to it. So, yeah, thank you to everyone uh, who sent in messages of support and all the rest. And, uh, yeah, it's just really, really cool. And uh, If anything, ourselves here on The Rab Show was the least that we could do, following the passing of a good friend of ours. Now, we did open the email address to use kind folks, and we did tell you to email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We did tell you, email us in. And you know, I'm wrecking the place now, I'm knocking over my microphone stand. Email us in, let us know your thoughts and anything that we spoke about on last week's podcast. And we did, we got a couple of emails here. So, let's get into listener mail. Okay, first of all, shout out to Nathan Coburn here, who's emailed us in to say, uh, there's a bit of a story about Mickey actually. Uh, so, let's go on here, he says, I met Mickey back in 2015 when I was 12 years old. I was late to the finale one time and he shouted at me. I thought he was deadly serious. Then his massive smile came on. From that point on, he became more of just a friend. He felt like family. Him and his partner, Shelly Ann, absolute incredible. I looked up to him. He taught me tunes. And yes, most of the time, outside of the piping world, he was amazing to speak to Mickey on a daily basis over Snapchat. And the crack never stopped from his magic smile and smart comments. He loved taking the hand out of me. When, when I was trying to write and compose tunes, I never could make sense of them, and he loved telling me how crap they were. <laughs> well, I've composed a tune for Mickey, which will be recorded and written soon. Once it has been done, everyone can have a copy if they wish. I hope this one's the best one I've done, Mickey. Every contest from when I was 14 onwards, Mickey always made sure that I was okay. He made sure that if I wanted one, I had a beer. He, he loved a good pint at our Mickey. 2018-2019 season was probably the best season I ever had with Mickey playing. 2018, I was with Rivara and he was with the Vale, so we played at the same time. Then it was off for a pint. And he felt and acted like a guardian when my parents weren't around. Or at the concert, or any concert, he always made sure that I was happy and that I was okay. And he was something else. 
2019, I texted him one night and said that I wanted to join the Quinn, send me some music, and he was over the moon. He sent recordings and the music, and I had about two weeks to learn all the stuff, and he helped me to learn the tunes. But, yeah, the last few words I want to say is that I played beside him from when I joined the band halfway through the season till the end, and we got closer and closer until the last time I spoke to him. You'll always be by my side, Mickey, with a pint and a big smile on your face. Oh, that's awesome, Nathan. Thank you very much, man, for that. I appreciate that. And we did get a, a, quite a number of other messages just basically telling us that they found the tribute piece on last week's podcast very heartwarming. And, yeah, it's great to, you know, to hear that you, know, you put work into something like that and you hope it goes down well. And, um, yeah, it appeared that it did. So thank you, everyone. And we do realise we do have quite an international audience as well who listen to the podcast. So thank you uh, for kind of allowing us that time to kind of dedicate to a friend of the show. So, yeah, because I, I do know a lot of you around the world might not know who Mickey Dilly was. Uh, but, yeah, I did mention it in last week's pod that we hope that that kind of put across the gravity of the guy. So there you go. Moving on. Let's move on, I think. Uh, yeah, I have to get into another email here. We have an email from Andrew O'Sullivan. Andrew! Good friend of the show, Andrew. He says, hi, Rab. He said, I hope all is well. Just writing to thank you for your shout-out for the Catamount Pipe Band from Patrick's Day Keeley on last week's pod. Of course, Andrew. No problem at all. He said, I'm glad that you tuned in and enjoyed it. It was quite successful for us as a band as we raised in donations about the same amount as a big parade over here. Around $1,500. Wow. Not bad. No doubt that you mentioning it on the podcast and sharing it on the Facebook page helped. So thank you for that. Not a bother, Andrew. No bother at all. He says, we will be doing another similar event on Saturday, April 24th. Ooh. So hopefully you'll be able to join us for that again. So yeah, I'll have to keep my eyes peeled for that. That'll be good, actually. Shout out to Catamount Pipe Bands. Yep, going to be throwing something then on April 24th. You've heard it here, folks. He also says here, I hope you had a great St. Patrick's Day. Well, as best as this COVID carry on allowed. Yep. And I hope that you had a good Easter on Sunday. Slant your Andrew Sullivan. There you go. Andrew, absolute legend, my friend. Thank you. And again, I have to say, the St. Patrick's Day Keely uh, by Catamount Pipe Band was really enjoyable. A lot of great music and stuff. And, uh, yep, just great to hang out with the guys at Catamount Pipe Band. It was good fun, actually. So glad to hear that it was successful and you managed to raise a, po- a bob or two. That was good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this event then on Saturday, the 24th of April. You'll have to keep me posted on that, actually. So, yeah, if we do have more information, of course, you guys can keep a, an eye on the Rab Show social media. We will definitely share out links and stuff for that as it happens. There you go. Shout out to Catamount Pipe Band. Now, don't forget, folks, if you do want to send us any emails, you can do. It's very easy. Just email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. So I actually speaking to a few folks there over the week, and they were saying, oh, you know, I've always meant to email you in and all, but realistically, who want to listen to my early email and that going on about stuff? You, seriously? Seriously, email us in. <laughs> we love getting emails, and regardless of the topic or the rant or whatever it is, we love to hear it. You can email us in about absolutely anything. So, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That's the email address. Send it in to us, and yeah, we'll love to hear from you. There you go. Alrighty. Now, at this point in the show, yeah, we think it's time for Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rab Show Podcast. 
perseverance. Yes, this week's word of the week, perseverance, I think I can ring true for a lot of people out there right now. And we're just having to persevere with things. We're having to kind of batten down the hatches and be patient, I suppose. Now, you can use the word perseverance for a lot of things, you know, perseverance and waiting for announcements or plans, for that matter, for upcoming competitions, hopefully. Or you could be even talking about your own personal practice whenever it comes to learning or developing your plan. Now, that's something I've been learning, definitely in my own plan this last while. Shout out to Andrew Shilladay, who has an absolute patience of a saint, I have to say. Because, um, yeah, I've got a couple of questions in actually asking me how the plan is going. And am I still playing? And yes, the answer is yes, I am still playing away. Uh, learning the odd tune here and there and stuff. I'm actually working my way through a bit of a 2-4 march and stuff. So, yeah, you know, it's it's been... It's been a challenge. I'm not going to say it's been easy or it's been difficult, but it has been a challenge. It has been a challenge. And, you know, there's been certain parts that I've really had to persevere with. And, you know, my fingers might not get it today, but if I persevere, then who knows, tomorrow or the next day, that might eventually click. <laughs> and I've found that, you know, through perseverance and practice, that eventually things do start to click and the old autopilot kicks in, you know. So, yeah, I figured word of the week this week could ring true for a lot of people out there at the moment. You know, whether it's trying to show patience and waiting for announcements or getting your band back together again, stuff like that, and getting gigs back on. Perseverance, I think, is a good word of the week right there. There you go. Alrighty. Now, seeing how we've already done word of the week, we're going to get into the news. Now, everyone's already shouting at their podcast player going, But Rob, what about Weekly Drone? Yeah, we've got a Weekly Drone for you this week, but it does tie in with our news story. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to Weekly Drone. But first of all, I wanted to get through some news stories before we get into Weekly Drone. I have to give a mention this week to the British Drum Company. British Drum Co! Woo! Yeah, British Drum Co. are actually going to be on telly here on the UK. Uh, they're actually going to be showing like a bit of a factory tour and a behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, all to do with their business, why they got started, all that very, very interesting stuff. So, yeah, this is going to be on ITV4. Here in the UK, depending on when you're listening to this, it might already be on. Uh, But yeah, Thursday, the 1st of April at 9pm, British Standard Time, here in the UK on ITV4. The show is called Made in Britain and it will feature the British Drum Company. So very interested to see that. I do hope that they actually feature some of the marching line and stuff and we get to see some of the axial drums and that being made. Now, that'll be all sorts of awesome because we really haven't seen that yet. You know, the behind the scenes of making of the axial line. Uh, but, um, yeah, of course, they're beautiful drum kits and stuff. We'll get to see those being made. So, looking forward to this episode, actually. So, I've never watched the show before, you know, but I'm going to tune in now. You know, so British Drum Company on the telly tomorrow night, ITV4 here in the UK. And that's going to be 9 p.m. here at British time. So, yeah, you're going to want to tune in. I also think that if you can't watch it live, that it will also be on the ITV Hub, is what they call their catch-up service, and you'll be able to watch that for 30 days after the fact. So if you do miss it, don't worry. Yeah, you have 30 days to be able to watch it. There you go. Shout out to the British Drum Co. 
Okay, actually published today, the 31st of March as I'm recording this, a bit of a news story dropped that had everyone kind of scratching their head and wondering what's going on. Dollar Academy are on the lookout for a brand new drumming instructor. Yeah, they're looking for a brand new drumming instructor to work alongside Callum Beaumont and Dollar Academy in Scotland. Now, this is quite a prestigious role because whenever you consider that the instructor that was in place was Stephen McWhorter. One of the best drummers in the world. Ever. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, this is obviously to help develop the band. Um you know, ages 8 to 18, and they're looking for a brand new instructor. Now, the only thing that mentions anything about Stephen McWhorter is that he has departed the role, that he stepped away. Now, what he stepped away to do? No idea. Haven't a clue. There's been zero mention as to what's happening with Stephen McWhorter at the moment and why he stepped away from Dollar. But, suffice to say, that now leaves... A job to be filled. So they're now looking for applications. Now, they do say in their advertisement that experience in all aspects of solo and band tuition is essential. Now, that's it. So they're not going to give this job to anyone who turns up with a pair of drumsticks. No, you really have to kind of know your onions on this one. The school said the successful individual will be expected to work well with an established team environment to liaise effectively with other members of the pipe band staff. So there you go. They also say that you will be self-employed, which means that the instructor yourself will have to submit monthly invoices rather than be on the full-time staff, amounting to about two full days of instruction each week. Now, I have to say, this is a golden opportunity for anyone out there. Those of you who have been listening to Dollar Academy over the years, you guys know how incredible that band is. And both bands, in fact, you know. So that both the Novice Juvenile and the Juvenile bands themselves are outstanding. Now, I have to say, the band themselves, I think is that, you have won about six world titles since 2010. I think if my research is right. So, yeah, shout out to Dollar Academy. I do wish you well in the search for a new drumming instructor. I'm very interested to hear why Stephen left the role. And has he left for Pastures Green or Greener? Who knows? No idea. And if anything, I'm fascinated to find out. So, yeah, as soon as we hear anything about where Stephen is now, then certainly we will let you guys know. Uh, but it is interesting that he has stepped away from the role without much explanation, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, uh, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as we hear who is appointed to that new role and stuff, we will certainly let you guys know. And uh, yeah, that's a very interesting story there. And good luck to whoever submits an application. I have to say, by the way, that you can submit your application via email to Dollar Academy and they have to be on the appropriate form. So it's available on their website and applications close on April 5th. So depending on when you're listening to this, the application date may have already closed. You might have missed your chance. Um, but yeah, do you fancy yourself as being the next drum and shooter for Dollar? Now's your chance. There you go. Submit your CV and good luck. <laughs> Wish you the best with that. That's going to be all sorts of interesting. Okay, I wanted to give a mention this week to the composer of Big Rab's show's 200th, Big Rab's 200th, Lincoln Hilton. Lincoln, just today, actually on the 31st of March, dropped a brand new video. And I have to say, this thing is a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. Yeah, Lincoln Hilton... Uh, well, basically, he described the video as uh, he was really missing pipe bands. 
So he decided to lift his bagpipe up and form his own bagpipe band. It's all sort of, I can't describe this. It's like a, a pipe band full of Lincoln Hiltons, like loads of them. He's like superimposed himself and copied and pasted and copied and pasted. There's like loads of Lincolns all standing around playing his brand new tune called Ragnarok, which is absolutely insane. You should really watch this. I don't know quite how you put the video together, but it's amazing. It's so good. So go and check it out. It's up there now on Modern Piping, of course, and uh, well worth a watch. I'm sure by now you've probably already seen it. The sheet music for this tune, by the way, by a shameless plug, is in volume 20 of MD Piping. So if you are interested, go to mdpiping.com and you can get your hands on the sheet music. But yeah, if you want to see like a virtual pipe band full of Lincoln Hiltons, and I know you Lincoln Hilton fans out there already going, oh, I need to hear this. Well, yeah, you do need to hear this. Go and check it out. It's on Lincoln Hilton's website and his YouTube channel right now. Definitely worth a listen. Trust me, this gets the big rap show seal of approval. <laughs> you will not want to miss this. Oh, right. Okay, next week, I have to say, from April 6th is the New York City Tartan Week. Yes. Now, we didn't mention it in any previous show because we're kind of building up to this. But yeah, next week is the New York City Tartan Week. Now, I'm not going to go through the lineup and everything that's happening because, let's face it, there's loads. And a lot of it virtual, I have to say. So go to nyctartanweek.org for full information, of course, and who's going to be there, who's playing, all that sort of stuff. Go and have a look at it. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff to do with heritage, dance, music, of course, panel discussions. It's packed. It's absolutely packed. So it's running from April 6th all the way up to the 23rd, I think it is, yeah, to the annual New York City Tartan Week. All sorts of enjoyment. I'm looking forward to that. Actually, that's going to be all sorts of fun. So, yeah, go and check that out. For full information, you can check their website. All right. Moving on, I want to give a huge shout-out this week to Kyle Howe. Now, Kyle has been uploading a march a day for March. And he has not missed a day. And today is day 31. Shout-out to Kyle Howe. You're an absolute legend. I can't tell you just how enjoyable it was to have... It was almost like a bit of an advent calendar. I've really enjoyed this. You know, you're able to count every day through March. You knew that Kyle was going to have a, a video for you of him playing. So it's just brilliant. I'm sure you're absolutely knackered, Kyle, by the end of this. Putting all these videos together every single day of you performing. Uh, but they're brilliant. So go and check it out. Kyle Howe's YouTube channel right now. A March a day. Uh, yeah, 31 videos in total. 31 performances. Absolutely brilliant. Well done, Kyle Howe. Yeah, big shout out for me and the rest of the team. We're huge fans. Well done, Kyle. Alrighty. Moving swiftly on, I have to give a mention this week to Alison Crowley Duncan. Now, we seem to be talking about Alison on every Rab show this last while, uh, but Alison this last while has been a little quieter than usual. She hasn't been, you know, posting daily performance videos and stuff like she normally has been doing on Instagram and TikTok and different things. No, she's kind of went a bit quiet and then all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere and had a performance of My Heart Will Go On by Cillian Dion. Now, the reason behind all of this is that she disappeared for a bit of a week because she was planning a wedding. Yeah, she's getting married next week. 
So in a matter of like two weeks or something, she planned a wedding absolutely from scratch and she's getting hitched next week. Now, as far as actually attending the wedding goes, she has mentioned it on her Instagram that we will be able to tune in and join Alison Crowley Duncan's wedding. You can tune in and see the wedding. So I'm going to get myself a very fancy outfit, you know, a tuxedo and all the rest and a bow tie. And yeah, I'm going to tune in and watch Alison's wedding. And now as to the details of that, I have no idea. Uh, but she has said that she will be live streaming it on Facebook and on, you know, TikTok and all the rest. So friends of hers and that can all join into the wedding and the celebrations and stuff. So that was the reason why she hasn't been piping as much this past week. She's been dead busy planning her wedding. So I have to give a massive shout out to Alison. I'm so stoked for you and how quick this wedding has all came together. You know, she recently spoke about it, saying how she managed to book the venue, all the dresses, the suits, the photographer and the food and all of that within the space of like four to five days, which is incredible. So well done, Alison. And yeah, I wish you well on your nuptials next week. I'm looking forward, actually, to saying a huge congratulations to you whenever you manage to get hitched. (laughs) There you are. Congratulations. Okay, now I have to give a mention this week to Pipesdrums.com who released something that was really quite special and uh, ourselves in the Rab Show were a little bit a little bit surprised by it. Yeah, now to March is Women's History Month. Now we kind of knew this and we were doing our best to kind of pull together what we were going to be calling the Sexism Episode Part 2. We've been reaching out to folks in the piping scene uh, from the female persuasion, to asking women in the piping scene to talk to us about the piping world, being a woman in the piping world, and obviously, if they ever experienced sexism. Now, we did tackle this topic before, and it's possibly one of our biggest mistakes, because we got it blatantly wrong, and you guys did let us know that it was blatantly wrong, so we have always promised to revisit the topic area. And to date, we have yet to be able to pull together a panel of people who are willing to talk to us. But PipesDrums.com did. They managed to pull together some of the biggest names, actually, in the piping scene. Uh, Shout out to Margaret Dunn, Jenny Hazard, Shauna Hilder, Kylie McHarry, and Glenda McKay-Johnson. Now, these guys all grouped together on a Zoom chat, and they talk about women in the piping scene. And they also answer questions on sexism and whether they've seen it as a barrier to entry into the piping world. Now, whether this kind of conversation drew inspiration from what we've been talking about on the podcast or not, (coughs) I think they might have done, uh, because some of the questions were very similar to those that were asked on our online survey. We did put out an anonymous survey, which received quite a number of responses, actually, uh, with women t- telling us their story, basically, of various different degrees of horrible sexism that they faced in the world of the piping world. So, again, folks, we did tell you that we have yet to receive any kind of emails or anything from folks who are willing to talk to us on this very topic. We do want to talk to women in the piping scene to talk about their experiences in the piping world. And yes, sexism could well be a part of that. But we also do want to talk about your experiences overall as a woman in the piping scene. Now, for those of you interested, go to pipesdrums.com and you can have a read at the article and stuff. You get to read all the backgrounds of all the various different contributors. But you also get to watch their YouTube videos well of the conversation. And it really is quite fascinating as well. 
Because I do feel a lot of the answers that we get to some of the questions that's been asked is pretty much what we had been hearing on our online anonymous survey. You know, so a lot of the answers and things that we're getting are, yeah, they're kind of ringing true to what we were hoping to bring to our upcoming podcast. So, yeah, very, very interesting. So go along to pipestrums.com, check out that video. It is definitely worth a listen. Now, this is part one. We are hoping to receive more. Uh, so part two, part three, who knows? We don't know. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see and see what pipestrums.com managed to produce. There you go. All righty. Let's get on to this week's weekly drone, I think, at this point. Yes, we've delayed it long enough. I have to give a mention then... <sighs> There was a little bit of an article that dropped on bagpipe.news this last while. And it talked about the worlds. And yes, that they were saying that it was too early for a decision. The article goes on to say that the Scottish government is planning to help major events return for the summer months. As long as the infection rates in Scotland are kept down. Now this could mean that the worlds may be in a position to take place, at least in some form. Now, a source from Glasgow City Council apparently told Bagpipe.News that uh, clarification that the Scottish Government has promised for events has certainly given them some idea on the practicalities of it all. They said the summer is still a wee while away yet, but it's good to see just how fast the vaccine programme is being rolled out here in the UK. And they should have a better idea quite soon whether or not the worlds will actually go ahead in some form or another. But at the moment, it's still too early to say. As you might know, the government's route map out of lockdown and such only allows for the resumption of small-scale indoor and outdoor events from the middle of May. So whenever we're looking into August, it is far too early to tell. I have to say from my own personal experience here in the UK... Especially in Northern Ireland, we haven't eased lockdown considerably yet here in Northern Ireland. But in Scotland and in England, they're certainly going a bit further and relaxing it a bit further than what we are here in Northern Ireland. And um, yeah, from seeing scenes in England over this past couple of days, people have been going absolutely boogaloo. Uh, Public parks have been rammed full of people drinking and fighting and all sorts of madness because they've all been let out of the house, <laughs> do you know? They can now meet again in a public space outdoors. So what do you do? You take a carry out, take a few cans with you, go and sit in a public park, chat to your mates, and then have an old punch-up with them, you know, before you go home. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we don't know. August is still a ways away, and we're waiting. We're still waiting. Folks keep constantly asking ourselves here on The Rab Show, Any details on the Scottish yet? Any details on the world yet? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We're we're just waiting. We know what's in the calendar. It's been penciled in. We are seeing promising signs. But we don't know. So that kind of brings us onto this week's Weekly Drone. The Weekly Drone. Perspective. Dear Big Rob, I want to be the voice of reason here. With all the talk of the future of piping for 2021. I've heard you talk about how the world is happening, is not happening, might be happening. Can I just add that regardless if it's happening or not, that public safety should be paramount. If these events go ahead, 
that places a massive burden on the organisers to keep people attending the event safe. Can they realistically accomplish that during a global pandemic? I don't think so. Regardless if bands are ready to play or not, with using the new reduced playing requirement, will bands put their membership at risk by thrusting them into a huge public event with loads of other musicians and supporters? Is winning that trophy that important? Would you put people's health at risk like that just to lift Spikey? If so, you need to have a long, hard look at yourself. The big point I feel we're missing here is that piping competitions should be very low on the priority scale when considering the state of the world at the moment. Hearing you moan on and on about the lack of competitions is getting on my last nerve. People are suffering and battling with COVID-19 every day. And listening to a podcast talking about a scene on pause because of public safety doesn't make sense. We need to get out of the pandemic, then worry about the other things, like playing bagpipes. Get real. Keep people safe. The Weekly Drone Ooh, some very heartfelt thoughts there by our Weekly Droner. Actually coming across quite angry and aggressive there, I feel. But hey, you know, that's the beauty of Weekly Drone. We do present your thoughts and feelings, warts and all, I suppose. Now, I have to stress that if listening to a podcast talking about the piping scene is getting on your last nerve, um, then there are other podcasts out there. You know, you can go and listen to one on embroidery or something that's a little bit more relaxed than ours, perhaps. Uh, But yes, we are a piping-based podcast, so that's where our focus is. If our focus was to be on the pandemic and the reaction to such and all of the political intrigue and all the rest, and uh, yeah, that's what we would talk about. Of course, public safety is a huge concern of ours. We never once say that it wasn't. We do completely understand that everyone is going through quite a horrible time at the moment with the global pandemic. And we are not in the slightest way belittling anyone who's having to battle or suffer their way through COVID-19. It is a horrible, horrible thing. And uh, yeah, we are not belittling that at all by talking about the piping scene. If anything, ourselves here in the Rab Show podcast, we kind of want to act as a bit of a distraction from some of the regular news that you would see on your telly. We get some horrible news stories on TV nowadays that's just all doom and gloom. And ourselves, we just want to remind folk about, yeah, the music and the happiness that it can bring. And whenever we're focusing on things such as, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel here, folks. You know, hang in there. Our word of the week this week is perseverance. And persevering through difficult times such as this will reap the rewards at the other end of it. So, yes, I completely agree with our weekly droner saying that we do need to have perspective and that public safety should be paramount when we're considering, when we're talking about these events happening or not happening. 
Like we said just there in that news story before Weekly Drone, the announcement is, is that it's just too early to tell. Uh, if we were to fling open the gates right now, we couldn't guarantee everyone's safety. So who knows where we're going to be in a few months' time. But yeah, come August, will we open the gates or not? Again, depends on public safety. There's absolutely no way that I could see the gates opening with full confidence, knowing that they'd be able to keep everyone safe, you know, without all sorts of plans and stuff being put in place beforehand. And that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about the considerations, the thoughts that go into these decisions, So I hope that makes sense whenever we're talking about things like this. And we're waiting on the announcement of the Scottish, waiting on the announcement of the Worlds, and all of that, and there's speculation around it. Sometimes it's just fun to speculate. But we're trying to give people that sense of hope. I hope that makes sense, Weekly Droner. We do seem to have really annoyed you somewhat. And, yeah, you did mention there about whether bands would want to take the risk of actually flinging their membership into a competition. And that's a valid point. We did speak about this on a future ep- or previous episode of The Rab Show where we did say that bands will need some time to put their set lists together, actually put a competitive set together to be able to compete in the first place. But they also need to consider their own membership, their age demographic, and also their own current health. You know, would any of their membership be people who are classed as the at-risk category? And by marching them into a competition arena, would that put their, you know, their health and well-being at risk? It's a valid question, and certainly one that bands will have to consider themselves, whether they would like to put their membership at risk like that. You know, but again, it's all to do with the organizers, the association themselves, and the insure the assurances they can give to the people in attendance that they will do what they can to keep people safe. Now, I do hope that we haven't rhymed on and on and on about competitions not happening and such because uh we haven't went through every single announcement. We don't read lists of competitions that are cancelled and stuff, but we do tell you about the big ones and how disappointing it can be. Because we have been clinging on to hope that events will be able to happen. We can hang out with our friends again and play music. But if that's getting on your last nerve, hey, there is always the pod band pipecast, you know, or the chanter rant, or there's up to the line pod. There's all sorts of different piping podcasts. Feel free. You can hit pause on this one and go and listen to a different one if we're getting on your last nerve. There you go. But hey, if you do want to submit your own weekly drone, you can do. <laughs> TheBigRabShow.com forward slash weekly drone. That's where you do it. It's completely anonymous. And as you just heard, sometimes it's not pretty. You know, it's not all fluff and sunshine and roses. Sometimes you get people who are annoyed. Um, yeah, so there you go. Get onto weekly drone. You can do that completely anonymously. There you are. All right. Let's move on. We've got another little news story. Shout out to Kyle Rothschild, actually, who has a brand new tune out. Now, this has been a while, actually, since we've had some new music from Kyle Rothschild. Kyle's actually, well, he's actually working with Alan Tully with WriteMyMedley.com. So, Kyle Rothschild has his own profile up there now on that website. And, uh, yeah, if you are interested, you can actually employ Kyle to help you out and write new tunes for your medley selection. He's released a brand new tune called Andromeda. Now, this is a brand new tune that he's playing on the Blair Digital Chander, and it's actually played in G. Yeah. Hmm. It's actually played in the key of G minor. It's very interesting. 
Very creative, in fact. So, yeah, and go and check that out. Kyle Rothschild Music, he's uploaded it, a video performance of him playing this. And uh, really quite interesting. Yeah, I would love to hear more music like this from Kyle. In fact, there's a cool new direction he's taking with this Blair Digital Chandler. He's really seemed to be enjoying playing with it. So, um, yeah, interested to hear some more music coming from Kyle. So go and have a look at that for sure. There you go. All right, I have to give a mention to the city of Melbourne, Highland Pipe Band. Yeah, they're asking people out there that if you do happen to have a spare practice chanter, a set of old pipes that are sitting under the stairs, or an old pair of drumsticks that you've kicked under the bed, then they are looking for your kind donations, whether it be temporary or permanent. They have found themselves recently with a massive, well, influx of people who are interested in picking up the instrument. They've found themselves recently being quite successful in the competition scene and such, and their tuition program have also seemed to be paying dividends but they're throwing it out there asking you guys if you can and you're living local to the city of Melbourne uh, then yeah get in contact with the band if you can donate anything that would really help their new learners you know these instruments that are gathering dust in a drawer somewhere or kicking about under the stairs like I said you know then why not dig them out and donate them, you know, either on a temporary basis or even permanently. And, uh, yeah, someone can really get the, the benefit of it and be able to produce some great music using these instruments that would ordinarily gather dust. So, yeah, go and give a shout to the city of Melbourne Highland Pipe Band. Uh, they're on their social media, of course. Well worth a shout if you are interested in donating an instrument. There you are. Okay, I have to mention, uh, talking about instruments and such, uh, last week's uh, topic of the week, actually, I have to say, simply brilliant. In case you guys haven't listened to it yet, you really are missing a trick. That was an absolutely brilliant episode and uh, outstanding. Outstanding. Because we had Heron Valley who were on the show. And they were involved in the, that was a bit of an online festival, basically. It's called the Tidelines Festival, I think. Is that what it was? I can't remember. See, I'm going to check my notes here. Yeah, the Tides Festival. Tidelines is the name of a band. The Tides Festival was all held online, and Heron Valley were actually involved in that performing live. Of course, Abigail herself was also performing like a bit of a solo piece on there as well. That was all sorts of amazing. It also had like Gary Innes involved, Mary McGilvery. There was Ian Somerville. There was a lot of great bands as part of the Tides Festival. I have to say, a huge congratulations to the organisers of the online Tides Festival. It was brilliant and shout out to Heron Valley as well absolutely outstanding it was just great to hear live instruments being played again and that's what kind of put instruments in my head it was just brilliant to be able to hear live music performed online yes but it was great at the same time so go and check that out if you are interested go and check out Heron Valley's social media where I think they've actually uploaded some of the performances uh, as well and uh, yeah I hope whoever heard last week's podcast and listened to Heron Valley's interview that you actually got introduced some new music. Yeah, because uh, some of the music that Heron Valley play, honestly, it's ridiculous. It's simply brilliant. I'm a massive fan of Heron Valley, and yeah, it was so awesome to be able to have them on last week's show. It was just brilliant. All right, I have to give a mention this week to the Black Watch. Yeah, Pipes and Drums, Black Watch. The Army Cadets are actually in the middle of running a bit of a virtual information session. This will be held online on Wednesday the 14th. If you are interested in taking up piping or, or drumming with the military, then this is your opportunity to get a little bit of information as to what it all involves and then how you can get involved. So, yeah, if you fancy signing up to the Black Watch Army Cadet Force and, yeah, do some piping and drumming for the military 
there's your opportunity. So like I said, that's on Wednesday, the 14th of April, 7pm here in the UK. So definitely worth checking that out. We've shared out all the links, of course, on the Big Rap Show social media. All right. Also, I have to give a mention to the National Youth Pipe Band of Australia. Yes, now the National Youth Pipe Band of Australia managed to have their first practice in recent times since the COVID restrictions were have been put in place. And especially all the members from Victoria in Australia managed to gather together and have a little bit of a practice. So shout out to all you guys. In fact, I know quite a few familiar faces there. And the, they uploaded a photograph of the guys practicing. I think it did meet a good lot of you actually when you were over here for the Belfast Tattoo. So shout out to you guys. Great to see us back practicing again. Absolutely brilliant. Keep up the great work, guys. Okay. I have to give a mention then to an upcoming festival, actually. For those of you who are taking notes, on the 20th and 29th of May, or 20th to the 29th, there are 10 days of online concerts and events ahead as part of the Perth Festival. Yes, and who's going to be playing at it? Oh, baby! It's only going to be Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton. Yeah, so if you guys fancy yourself some Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton action, then get yourself onto the perthfestival.co.uk for all of your listings and all the rest. And Ross and Ali have kind of already said that uh, this is one that you're not going to want to miss. So it's 10 days of live events, concerts, all broadcast online, all from venues all around Perth. So definitely going to be worth tuning into. And yeah, there'll be lots of great music and stuff on there. I'm all sorts of excited for that. Brilliant stuff. Now, speaking of live music and online performances, I have to give a mention this week to Pipe Bands for Schools. Over this last number of days, over this past week or so, I think since Wednesday of last week, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we had performances from Pipe Bands for Schools. Bands all over Scotland from various different schools all were juking out for a top prize of 500 quid in the open category and other grades as well. So I have to give a mention to our winner then. First place went to Sky and Locklash Schools who picked up 500 quid. Kintyre Schools came in in second. Preston Lodge came in in third. Fourth was Stirling and District. Fifth was West Lothian Schools. Fifth was the Royal High Pipe Band. I have to say, the standard of music from this was just ridiculous. A lot of these schools produced videos, performances that were off the chain. You know, if that is even a word or a phrase, off the chain... I want to use that. Yeah, because it was simply brilliant. To see these kids playing out of their skin, such a high standard of music. It was brilliant. And also, to shout out to the judges as well, who you know actually spoke about their commentary and their thoughts on each performance, which was really interesting to hear. You know, Some actually did have some criticism for certain things that were in the performances, and that was equally interesting, You know what they thought the bands could develop and stuff. So very, very interesting. Also, I have to give a mention that the People's Choices Award went to Brundtland Schools or Brundtland Schools, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, they lifted 250 quid for their trouble. There you go. So I have to say a massive well done to Pipe Bands for Schools and the Scottish Schools Freestyle event and all the rest was all really successful. And uh, yeah, just a massive event and just glad to see it going from strength to strength, even though it was held online rather than in person this year. Yeah, I think it still was an absolute success. So well done to everyone involved in that. It was simply brilliant. Now, speaking of competitions, yes, we're looking down under again. There's been more piping and drumming. Shout out to the Brisbane Boys College who held their competition this past weekend. And the results are as follows. Yeah, the Novice Juvenile B went to Queensland Police Juvenile Pipe Band. Not bad at all. Lifting the top spot there. And Grade 4B, shout out to the City of Brisbane. Yeah, go on, the Brisbane Boys. Yeah. 
class. Yep, City of Brisbane picked up the top spot. Not a bad result at all. And the Drummond went to Queensland Police as well, their juvenile band who played in 4B. Grade 4A went to Brisbane Boys College. Not bad at all. And that was their novice A band that picked up the prize. I think they also lifted the drumming there in 4A. And also in the mixed grade between 4A and 4B medley competition, that went to Brisbane Boys College as well. Grade 3 went to Marumba and grade 2 went to Emmanuel College Highlander. So not a bad competition at all. Now we have seen pretty limited coverage of this event. There's been sporadic videos of it spread out all over the internet. We have done what we can to gather in what we can, but we have to put the call out. If you were at this competition or you know someone who was... And they might have a little sneaky video on their phone or something. Then send them our direction. We want to hear it. You know, we're dying to hear these bands. Uh, So, yeah, if you do have these video performances, then please send them our direction. We would love to hear them. In fact, we've we've heard the City of Brisbane Pipe Band and their winning performance in 4B. Absolutely brilliant. And I have to say, actually, uh, shout out to Camille, actually, who messaged the show, uh, to say that they were playing in 31 degree weather. 31 degrees? Now that's 31 degrees Celsius for those of you living internationally. You might have to work that out into Fahrenheit. Um, but yeah, she mentioned that apparently, you know, people were fainting with the heat and everything. Absolutely horrific. Imagine trying to blow bagpipes in 31 degrees. And I know a lot of folks now who's listening to this internationally going, oh, Rob, we do that every weekend, you know. But seriously, we never experienced 31 degrees here in Northern Ireland. Uh Maybe minus 30? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, but no, but I don't think I've ever played in conditions that hot, you know, in my life. And I think if I ever was, I would probably drop like a stone. Uh, so, yeah, I think if it gets above 20 degrees here, I'm starting to melt. Um, so, yeah, shout out to you guys who braved the elements, I suppose, in blistering heat. And, uh, yeah, well done to all the prize winners there. Well done to everyone. Absolutely brilliant. Now, speaking of brilliant, I have to give a mention to Winter Storm at Home. Did you guys watch this? Oh, (laughs) you have to have watched this by now. I think I've maybe put it on repeat, you know, and watched it like half a dozen times now. It was brilliant. It was so good. Winterstorm.net. Oh, so, so good. It was on their YouTube channel and everything. And it had... I don't know. The the pinnacle of the show for me was Fred Morrison, of course. Come on. I'm a huge Fred Morrison fan. But some of the music was just ridiculous. I have to give a mention to everyone who performed at Winterstorm at Home 2021. It was absolutely outstanding. So, yeah, thank you to everyone there. Oh, that was simply brilliant. I, I'm not all I can all I can say really. That's my review of it. It was simply brilliant. I watched the entire thing with a stupidly big smile on my face and a huge cup of tea, and then I paused the video, made myself another cup of tea, and wound it back and played it again. It was so good. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it yet, do yourself a favor. Go and have a look at it now. The Winter Storm at Home 2021. Oh, simply brilliant. Simply brilliant. Alright, I want to give a little plug actually to a couple of online fundraisers, and I'm going to mention these briefly, but uh, yeah, shout out to D-Side Caledonian Pipe Band, who are doing like a bit of a just giving thing at the moment. They're trying to purchase some new sparrings and some new ties for the band. They're hoping to raise about a thousand quid, so they're doing this through a just giving page. Now, we've shared out the link and everything, of course, on the Rab Show social media, so if you can, help the band, help purchase new sparrings and ties and stuff, and help outfit them for the, hopefully, an income season then shout out to d side caledonia uh, go and check out all the links that are available on their social media 
Also, I have to give a mention to Ruffo Ulster Scots that have put out a little bit of a call to the pipe band family as one of their pipers, Casey, has, well, she has idiopathic scoliosis and this has led to severe pain impacting her daily life. Now, she needs urgent surgery in May of this year to correct her spine. Now, she's quite a dedicated piper with quite a talent and she's unable to play at the moment. So let's get her back to piping. So they're running a bit of a GoFundMe page at the moment so to help support Casey and all through this horrible process. So go and check that out. The Rafo Ulster Scots Pipe Band. I have the link and all up there for the GoFundMe and everything. So if you would like to help, uh, so yeah, you can go and check that out. The Rafo Ulster Scots Pipe Band have all their links up there as well. Go and check out and help raise some money. All right, shout out to Stuart Little. You! Pipe Major Stuart Little. Uh, of course, over the course of the weekend, we had all of the winter storm madness and all the rest. We had competitions down under and such, with pipe bands for schools. There was so much happening. And of course, that's when Stuart Little decides, I'm going to launch a brand new website. <laughs> Yep, StuartLittle.com. Stuart Little's brand new website. Go and have a dig around on it. It's quite an interesting resource for those fans of Stuart Little. If you are interested, go and have a look at it. It's available now. I have to say, his timing, however, of releasing this brand new website was terrible. Um, so, Stuart, you released it in the middle of all this new stuff, mate. Uh, but we didn't know it was coming. So, there you go. Brand new website from Stuart Little. StuartLittle.com. Go and check it out. All right, I have to give a mention to the National Piping Centre who are going to be holding a brand new online event. Now, this will be happening at the National Piping Centre at 7pm on Saturday the 10th of April and they're going to be celebrating the life and works of Duncan Johnson. Now, he was a hugely influential bagpiper teacher composer tickets for the event are going to be a tenor and you get to watch the entire thing. Now, you'll have fans, pupils... All sorts of incredible stuff from people who've known Duncan, were involved with Duncan and all the rest. Just absolutely brilliant. I have to, but I'm not going to sit here and read lists because I always get slagged off for lists. Uh, but yeah, you get to hear solo performances from like Roddy McLeod. You'll also hear John Dew in there as well. I'm going to have Finley McDonald's going to be there. I'm just going to start naming names, dropping big clangs and stuff. But yeah, go and check it out. The National Piping Centre website for more information of the full lineup and everything that you can expect here. Um, definitely going to be worth tuning into this because there's folks here from both the traditional world and the competitive world. Definitely going to be one to check out if you're a piping fan at all. This is happening on Saturday the 10th of April. Tickets are a tenner and they're cheap at twice the price, let me tell you. Uh, so yeah, this will all be happening kind of semi-live, I suppose. 7pm, Saturday 10th of April. Go and have a look at the National Piping Centre website now for your tickets. There you are. The whole thing will be live streamed as well. All sorts of interesting. Looking forward to that. Okay, shout out to Ali Levac and Project Smoke. Uh, very quickly, they've finally released... Their EP called Esperanza. I could just about pronounce it. Esperanza. 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 I can't pronounce that. <laughs> Stuff that rap got wrong. But yeah, go and check out Project Smoke social media where they have released their brand new EP that I can't pronounce. Esperanza. I'm not even, stop trying it, Rob. You're making an idiot of yourself. But yeah, Project Smoke, I think this has about five or six uh, tracks on there in total. It's quite interesting, yeah. And we've heard of some of them before that have been released as singles earlier. Quite, quite a cool collection. So yeah, go and check it out. Their brand new EP, 
available now on Bandcamp and all the rest. I think it's even on Spotify and stuff as well if you want to stream it. So, yeah, go and check that out. There you are. Alrighty. Now, we have to mention one of the biggest news stories to drop this past week. Of course, if you're listening to this length in the podcast, and you're going to think to yourself, why hasn't he mentioned it yet? Piping Live 2021 made the announcement. It's on. It's on. It's on, baby. Piping Live will be happening from the 7th of August through the 15th of August. Whether it'll be a combination of in-person or online or a bit of both. So, yeah, a bit of a combination. They've been saying that regardless of the current circumstances, they're good to go. So, we do hope that a lot of it will be in-person. Uh, but we've we've yet to hear the exact details. They put out, obviously they're saying they're waiting on Scottish government guidelines and such. And they will hopefully give us a little bit more of an indication whenever, uh, you know, dates and that get put in the calendar for actual concerts and things. So we do hope to get an announcement in May. I think we get a more of a formal announcement from Pipe and Live to let us know what the lineup is, what exactly is happening. I think they are just, they're wanting to tell people that Pipe and Live is happening. Now, as to how many people will be allowed into each venue, uh, do you need to buy tickets, Uh, where are the concerts, will we have a street cafe, all this kind of stuff, all the actual details will come in May. Like I said, we are waiting on a further announcement, but for now, be safe in the knowledge that Piping Live 2021 is happening. Now, with a bit of luck, we might actually have Finley back on the show again. He maybe tell us a little bit more about the festival as the, you know, as more details become evident. But just for now, I think it's great to be able to be safe in the knowledge that we'll have some sort of piping action from Piping Live this year. I have to say, this is such good news. Such good news. We've had nothing but negative news this past while, thanks to the pandemic. This is such a real ray of hope, I suppose, to see the Pipe and Live will be opening its doors at some venues with a bit of luck. Uh, whether they're outdoor venues, indoor venues, we don't we don't know. And who's performing? Not a clue. But yeah, as soon as we know anything, any more details, of course, about Pipe and Live, we will definitely let you know. Now, this kind of did raise some questions from folks about the pre-Worlds concert. And whether Inverarian District will be hitting the stage at the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. Well, as far as we know, we haven't heard otherwise. We've, you know, we are still waiting on official notice that the concert's been, you know, going, well, cancelled. We do think it is still going ahead. We haven't got official notice that it's been cancelled or anything like, of like that horribleness. So we have been telling folks that if you did buy tickets for last year's concert to keep a hold of them because they will honour them for this year. So... Yeah, I guess at the moment, no news is good news. All right, so take it like that. But yeah, there's such, such good news from the Pipe and Live Festival. Shout out to Finlay and everyone who behind the scenes there at Pipe and Live. We know you guys are working insanely hard at the moment. Uh, We've actually tried to contact the Pipe and Centre office there a few times. and Everyone's been insanely busy at meetings and such. So we do know that they're furiously working behind the scenes trying to put something together for us for a Pipe and Live Festival. And I have to say... This is such good news. Such good news. So, Piping Live 2021, baby. I'm I'm oh, so looking forward to this. It's going to be brilliant. It's just going to be brilliant to have a Piping Live festival this year. And hopefully, well, last year we did have one, but it was all online. It was all a bit low-key, I suppose. Here's hoping for an even bigger Piping Live this year with a bit of luck. Awesome stuff. All right. 
You guys have waited for it for this length. And uh, yeah, you're saying, Rab, come on, when are you going for a tea? I want to have this week's topic of the week. Well, it's about now, isn't it? It's time for a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits. And it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing. Feel amazing. LoneStarPiper.com Your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan, from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hello, this is Scott Wood. And you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time. And if you've managed to hang on to this length in the podcast, then you deserve a medal. Because there's been quite a lot of piping news this week, so apologies for that. But, um, yes, this week's topic of the week is quite a doozy. Now, we did mention last week that uh, Stuart Robertson, actually, is releasing a brand new, well, debut album called North to South. Well, we're actually bringing you an interview with Stuart, the man himself, all the way from Perth in Australia... I have to say, the audio quality might not be absolutely pristine perfect, because let's face it, the conversation was all recorded online, uh, but we did try and rescue it as best we can, and it's quite an interesting conversation, uh, hearing from Stuart all about his work with Western Australian Police Pipe Band, of course, he's you know involved with those guys now for years, and uh, yeah, we get to hear all about the production of this brand new album of Stuart's, it's really quite fascinating, so... 
Without further ado, let's introduce Stuart Robertson to the Big Rab Show podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Stuart Robertson. How are you, Stuart? Are you well? I'm good, thanks, Rab. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. Well, the reason we have you on, actually, well, we talked about it in last week's podcast, actually. The release of your brand new album, North to South. This is all sorts of exciting, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's been a long time coming. I've, I've been working on it on and off for probably... Uh, probably about four or five years, just doing bits and pieces here and there. But then, obviously, with the whole COVID situation, uh, managed to find a bit more extra time uh, to dedicate to it. So I thought, now's the time. Go for it. That's it. Why not, indeed? So we'll talk more about the album in a wee minute or two. But first of all, I want to introduce people to who you are. Uh, for those of you who don't know sure. who you are, do you want to give us a little bit of your pipe and pedigree? How did you get started uh, well, and all that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really describe it as a pedigree. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I started off like ridiculously uh, young. Um, well, I was 11 years old when I started with my local band. And then gradually just went through the grades. You know, I went from Novice Juvenile to grade three. And then from grade three, I went to grade one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was back in 1990. Possibly, nineteen ninety three was my first yeah. grade one band, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I I just kind of gradually just moved about a few bands. Um, not so much a, of a glory hunter. I just like I'd, I'd listen to a band and like what the, and what they I heard musically yeah. and thought I'd like to play with that band. Um, and then eventually, so I, you know, grade one bands I went through um, to Ficken the first time they were in grade one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went to Glasgow Sky. Uh, sorry, no. After that, I went to Polkennet. I played with Polkennet. Great band, yeah. And then I went, I went, went to Glasgow Sky under Ian Roddick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from Glasgow Sky, uh, I went to the David Ockett Travel uh, type band under Don Bradford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another crack. Uh, band, and yeah. then, and then from there, um, I went back to Turfikin, uh, who were in Grade Two at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as pipe sergeant, and we had a real successful. Um, well, it would have been the second season. Uh, we won the, the British. Um, we were second in the, at the Worlds, uh, and I spent a couple of years there. And then I, I decided I'm going to go for the big guns. And um, I, I spoke to Rob Madison, who I'd spoken to previously. Uh, he'd asked me up to the band a couple of times. Um, and I thought, ah, I'm going to go for it. So I went up to Shorts and, um, yeah, had a, a cracking time at Shorts, uh, winning quite a few things uh, and being exposed to, obviously, the, the kind of musical side of, of the band and learned a, a huge bundle about, uh, you know, band craft and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I, I got a job offer um, from the Western Australia Police Type Band in 2010 and uh, decided... It was time for a change, probably retirement from competing pipe bands, if, if you want to put it that way, because <laughs> uh, I've done it for so long. Um, and yeah, I've been here ever since. You are. So moving from sunny Scotland, or wet, miserable Scotland, to sunny Perth then in Australia. So uh, yeah, how did you find that transition, really, with bringing your music with you? Uh, from where you were to where you are now, did you find that the music that you had with you did it did it travel well? You know, the people around you appreciate the music and stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think part one of the reasons that I had uh, managed to get here, or there's been talk of me coming here, or being asked to come here, uh, was because previously um, I I I'd given I had tunes played by shots. Uh, I've had tunes played by every band, pretty much every band I played in. Um, and I, I, in 2000, I actually released a book of my own tunes mm-hmm. uh, called Skybound. And uh, that, that went quite well. And there was a few bands, not just pipe bands, but folk bands and stuff that picked up a few tunes. Um, so I've always kind of dabbled in, in the composing. Um, and when I arrived here, uh, the, the pipe major at the time, Paul Hughes, um, he, 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 was a, he was a good pipe major. Uh, and was always open to new musical suggestions. Um, and I found that to be, you know, exciting. Because then I would have a, almost like a vehicle for, you know, some, some bizarre ideas. And don't, and don't get me wrong, some of the ideas were completely bizarre. <laughs> uh, and then we managed to pull one or two of them off. Um, and then uh, Jim Murray, uh, he he became the pipe major, and I, I played in shots with Jim, so we kind of knew each other then, and he knew what I was kind of all about musically, and we had we kind of polar opposites. I feel like Jim was very traditional, but liked pushing the boat out, you know, as yeah. far as music was concerned. So again, I was given the opportunity to uh, work with the guys because there's some fabulous musicians in the band, uh, and all very musically. Uh, talented um, and had the chance to, to, you know, no boundaries. If, if it worked, it worked, we used it. Um, and then I think 2016, uh, we did a Jubilee concert and myself and a couple of the other boys were pretty much responsible for 80% of the musical content. Wow, um, yeah. Not on... No, not all on compositions and stuff. We just looked at musical ideas and thought we could mm-hmm. do something with that. And it was a bit different from your normal um, pipe band concert where we rely heavily on, on backing musicians uh, that actually are in the band, uh, the, the multi-instrumentalists. So, there you go. yeah, yeah it, it's been really good that way. And then obviously my, my, my own project uh, at home and stuff. So. They were indeed, yeah, and yeah. that came to fruition then, thanks to the pandemic, really. I have to say, that Jubilee concert by Wabble, well, it, honestly, it's one of my favourite concert DVDs. It's never out of our really? player here at home. It's fantastic. <laughs> so for those at home who haven't seen it, do yourself a favour, go and pick up a copy of that. It's brilliant. Um, so, Stuart, I have to ask you then, uh, you did mention your book previously, and this new album, North to South, does it include any of the tunes from your book previously in this new album? It actually doesn't know. Um, the, the, the stuff that I wrote uh, for the book back back then, uh, when, I, when I look back at a lot of the tunes now, uh, I kind of cringe a little bit. I think oh, as really? a composer, you, <laughs> yeah, I think as a composer, you you know you um, you kind of grow mm. uh, and you, you evolve as a as a composer, and I think that's true in, in any genre of music. You know what I wrote. 10, 20 years ago uh, is not something. And I think you're, you know, I'd write now, but, and I think you're influenced by 
everything around about you. I mean, you hear the music that's that's being composed these days uh, by you know the young composers that are out stuff. It's absolutely fantastic, um, yeah. and you can't help but be pulled along in, in that direction sometimes. For sure. So I have to say, I had a I have a copy of this album now, North to South, and I've been listening to it all week, and. Um, I think the word I want to use to sum this up, Stuart, is uh, eclectic. <laughs> it's such a mix of music. Like you have heavy guitars in there, you have Indian tamblas, all sorts of exotic instruments and stuff in here. It, it's such a huge range. Can you tell us about the production of this and your your thinking? Um, about it? <clears throat> I have a bizarre taste in music, um, and it basically uh, incorporates everything um you know i love classical music i love um real heavy grungy dirty guitar music yeah and almost everything in between the, the only thing i'm not really a fan of strangely enough uh is, is the kind of like, um club type music you know yeah, dance music, and rave that and, kind of thing. yeah yeah i'm not really a fan of that uh for whatever reason, but I, I'm certainly drawn to guitar-based music. Uh, there's something about it, and, and minor, uh, minor keys. My anything in minor key, I'll, I'll instantly I'll, I'll listen to. There you go. Adds um, a bit of drama so, to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started out, I mean, each of the tracks started out with just a melody in my head, um, and it was just a case of building around that that melody uh, and I'm fortunate enough here to have lots of friends who are all multi-instrumentalists um, and particularly uh, at work uh, where a lot of the guys um, gave up uh, their own time to record for me uh, to give me ideas because sometimes you get a bit of tunnel vision with a particular thing you know there was yeah. one particular track that I had in my head that would go one one direction uh, and the, the, the keyboard player um, who's actually a band supervisor um, he fabulous musician um, and he said what about this and I went oh yeah I never thought of that so <laughs> you know there was lots of that went on um, and we were quite fortunate that you know I recorded a lot of stuff um, at home I have a lot of toys at home that I can use to record with. And also in uh, the, the band office, uh, we have our kind of own studio. So I do have access to that out with work time. Um, so I was, again, fortunate to be able not to you know, have to pay for a studio or anything like that. And I could take as long as I wanted, you know, time wasn't money or anything. So I could, yeah. you know, if I, if I recorded something on the pipes and uh, I wasn't happy with it, which happened quite a lot, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had all the time in the world to, to do it again and again and again. So, yeah, I, I was quite fortunate that way. I have to say, though, as a, a listener and a piping fan, listening to this, you can tell that the album is really quite polished. You know, you can tell the time's been spent on this. I have to give a mention, actually, this was mixed and mastered by someone really quite well known in the Celtic and folk scene, Scott Woods. At his studio, yeah, yeah. Um, how, how much kind of um, did Scott kind of contribute to the whole project? Scott was fantastic. Um, 
I got to the point where I had all the, you know, the, the, the kind of tracks and there was other tracks that I thought about, um, but the, the, the one, the main ones that I was quite happy with, um, I decided, um, I just, I just messaged them out, out of the blue, really, uh, because, you know, I'm a bit of a fan of, of his work. Um, I've, I listened to lots of albums that Scott's been involved in, uh, and that he mixed and mastered and recorded. So he clearly knows what he's doing, you know, and, and, and with my um, attempts at trying to record some stuff, because I'm not a recording engineer, uh, and did the best I could with my limited knowledge in recording, <laughs> um, I basically sent him a sample of the opening track and said, you know, what do you think? And he was really responsive and really up for, you know, helping me out. And he... He was absolutely fabulous with the whole process. And I know he's a busy, busy man. Dick from the go at the time. And I said to him, look, I'm, I'm not in a rush for this. Just if and when, you, you, you know, you can, you can do some work on it. Um, and he came back with ideas. He would send me the mixes, uh, ask for opinions. You know, there's some things that I would hear that I would question, but he would give me his honest answer and I go, okay, well, yep, that's fair enough. And there was other things that I would suggest and he went, that's a great idea, let's let's do that. Um, and in one of the tracks, actually, one of the tracks, he basically came back and said, um, it doesn't work for me. I went, right. oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and he gave, he gave me a list of suggestions and, and what he thought would be a good um, direction to take with it. Um and I said, yeah, go for it. Yeah, just absolutely. And then when he sent the thing back, it, it basically transformed the track from being, uh, I guess, an okay track to a cracking track for, for me. Special. And then, uh, I listened to it and I went, I, that's why I chose Scott. He knows his stuff. So, it um, certainly yeah. does. Yeah. And the process, the, the process was, was, was so easy to work with. Um, using Dropbox, he would send a mix, I would send him a message and say, can you change this? Can you change that? Or he would come back and say, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? A couple of edits here and there. Um, and then got to the final part and he says, what do you think? I went, yeah, love it. So master done, sent me the masters within a day, I think it was, uh, from the final, the final mix and the next day I got the masters and that's it. <laughs> I have to say the power of technology really has helped us a lot during this pandemic. And obviously with the making of your album, uh, time has really been on your side, I suppose. And that first track, you did mention it. I think, yeah, well, maybe play a little clip of it here at this point. Uh, it's called Time Limit. Do you want to tell our listeners about, about this track, first of all? There's, there's three tunes in, in, in the track. The first, the first tune is, is Time Limit. Uh, and that, that, that tune basically came from... Um, me coming up with this this hook, this this kind of melody thing. And normally when I write a tune, I'll go back to it five, six, seven times and keep going back to it and keep going back to it. Mm. And and what what I found sometimes is that you you get too close to the thing. You get close too close to it and then you start making edits for no reason. So I said to myself, I'm gonna put a time limit on how long it takes me to get from start to finish. Mm -hmm. Um and that's kinda of, where the title came from it, it literally what you hear on on the album is literally what came out of my head uh <laughs> i think it took about 20 minutes it just came out in one wow um, yeah. and I, I never went back and changed it i just left it 
the second tune. Um, now there's, there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of debate about the second tune. The second tune's called Get a Box. Yep. Um, <laughs> now, lots of my, uh, I, I work for the, 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 the mounted section at WA Police um, on Mondays and Tuesdays, so I work with horses. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of people have asked me, is a horse called Gedda? Um, but lots of my Northern Irish friends think something else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you and the listeners uh, decide for themselves. Yeah. Uh, about, about that title. Um, and uh, the, the final one is called The Deep. Um, the Deep started as, as, as a reel, but it started uh, in a minor key. Um, and I, I just instantly liked it. But it didn't fit in a minor key in that track, so I just changed it into a major key. Um, and yeah, that was, that was pretty The Deep, uh, I, I'm not even sure where the name came from, to be honest. There you go. It's I one think, of those moments, I think, where you're deep in thought. Yeah. Yeah, just deep in thought, I guess. Uh, but what I did was in the second the second track, um, it actually repeats, but I changed the time signature and put the minor the minor key back in. So the uh-huh. deep appears in the second track as well as a jig. It does indeed. So let's have a listen to this first track actually at time limit. We'll drop in a wee clip now. Sure. Can you tell us then, overall, the whole album itself really does have your own unique sound for your own compositions. It also has that little Scott Wood flavor over the top of it as well. You can definitely tell 
But is there any track on the album that you could say has been your standout favourite, really, at the moment? Um, I would say there was a couple. Mm. Uh, but the, the one that has stuck with me, um, apart from the opening track, uh, which Scott was largely responsible for the, mm. the, the path that that track took, um, apart from that one, um, The Eastern Connection, Oh, yeah. um, mm. is about as it was actually more epic than it sounds on the album to begin with, but it was so epic that really just yeah, you you as well just taking the small pipes out of it to be honest. Um, and that that would be a kind of pointless pointless project, uh, pointless <laughs> idea. So um, the Eastern Connection started as um, uh, a piece for the, the 2016 um, Jubilee concert for Waypole and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and we started adding all sorts in and it, it was getting bigger than Ben Hart <laughs> um, and uh, it's a simple simple little melody uh, and then we stuck in um, a tune by Lord McDougall called The Helm uh, which I heard on a YouTube video years ago and loved it just loved the tune and so I, I messaged Lauren and said any chance I could get the music for that I'd love the band to play it you know mm-hmm. um, so he sent the music and we, we learned it we actually played it in the concert but it never appeared on the DVD or the CD oh. uh, uh. but I, I I kept it because it was well it was my idea so <laughs> I had one of my tunes in it so I kept it and then tweaked it and, and changed it to take it away from being um uh, suitable for a band because uh, you, you can be more open and, and, and adventurous if you do it on your own um, indeed yeah and it's got a kind of eastern feel to it and it's also got some dirty heavy guitar it does. So the guitar solo the, the guitar solo that you hear that's a bass guitar played by the bass player uh, wow. who is an absolute monster on the bass uh, plays pipes as well, plays pipes in the band uh, but an, an absolute monster on the bass uh, and I just said to him, can you shred and he just shrugged his shoulders and went, yeah and, <laughs> and that, that that came out I think he took two takes and, and wow. that came out that's um, impressive, there you go yeah, really impressive <laughs> uh, so there's, there's that one and I think my other favourite is probably uh, the, the Moon Over Registan um, that literally took 22 minutes. What, uh, really? The whole track. 22 wow. minutes, the whole thing. Just no came time. out of that. <laughs> wow. I've been watching, um, I love David Attenborough, and I've been watching one of these programs about monkeys in India. Mm-hmm. And um, it just happened to be one particular scene, because I really clever with the, the camera work and stuff. And it was like um, the, a, a massive moon and then there were some buildings and then the, the shadows, uh, the silhouettes of the monkeys on, on the, the thing. And it was mm-hmm. in Rajasthan. And it just, yeah, I woke up the next day and this thing was in my head. And I'm not a whistle player by, by any manner of means. I mean, I, I play a, a couple of things on the whistle. Um, and I sat, and because it's quite a simple melody to play, uh, I sat in, in this room I'm in now and just recorded it. And uh, yeah. Just went, as went easy into as that. The office and said, "Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this?" And then I got it back the following day. There you go. And I tweaked it a little bit and then sent it to Scott. 
<laughs> there you go. Definitely. Wow, fantastic okay. stuff. I have to say, folks, if you are interested in getting your hands on this, and let's face it, you're going to want to get your hands on this uh, because we're going to close out with that track, actually, The Eastern Connection. Uh, so, Stuart, can you tell folks then where they can go and grab a copy of this? Um, yeah, you, you can you can go on to uh, Bandcamp. So it's uh, stuartrobertsonpiper.bandcamp.com uh, where you can, you can get it from there or you can get it from pretty much any of the uh, download streaming uh, platforms, uh, all those places, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, loads of others as well. All those, all those places, yeah. indeed. So, yeah, Stuart, I, I have to say thank you so much for the production of this amazing album. The music on it is incredible. Thanks. I think it's really, really great. And eclectic. There's a big mix in there. You know, there's a lot for everyone. Yeah, it's, it's basically my musical tastes on in, in one album. Um, even there's even a bit of dance music in there. Um, yeah, I'm ashamed to say. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Um, so going forward, then, sir, I have to ask you some big rap show staples. Can't let you away without asking the big rap show questions. Uh, number one, what's your favourite cheese? Favourite cheese. Hmm. Red Leicester. Ooh, good you? Not bad. I haven't had that one yet. That's not a bad choice. Yeah. And also, this is a really difficult question to answer, actually. But um, have you got any one particular standout moment, you know, as being your most memorable moment in piping? Um, ah, That's a difficult lot. question. It is a difficult question. I've got lots from, you know, my life in Scotland and I've got lots from here. Uh, okay, I'll give you two. Because I can't pick one over the other. Um, sure. In Scotland, it, it would be um, playing with shots at the World Championships in 2007, and the medley finished with one of my own compositions. Wow. Yeah. And uh, here, probably playing on stage with Paul, Paul McCartney. Whoa, that's something odd. Not many pipers can say that. Wow. Yeah, it's not, not many can say that. Yeah, it was, it was a fabulous moment. Shook his hand, my massive Beatles fan, uh, shook his hand on the way, on, on from the rehearsal going onto the stage, he shook everybody's hand and yeah, I did wash my hands for a couple of days. No. <laughs> That's something special, honestly. Wow. So, Stuart, I wish yourself the best and uh, thank you again for this amazing album. Can you please send my best to everyone on Poll as well? You guys have sounded fantastic this last while. It's been great following you. Um, so keep up the great work. And uh, for everyone wanting to get this album, go and search for it. Stuart Robertson. The album is called North to South. And yeah, you'll not regret tuning in to listen to this thing. It's incredible. Stuart, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week, man. Take care. Thanks for having me, Rob. Cheers.
And there you have it. Stuart Robertson there. Thank you so much, Stuart, for chatting to us here on the show, man. And yes, if you guys are interested in grabbing a copy of it, go now and grab it. Stuart gave you all the details there of where to go. And seriously, folks, it's quite a cool album with a huge range of music. We were only able to play there a couple of tracks, honestly, and we could have played loads more. Um, but we will hopefully be featuring it more on our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show because the music on there is really quite interesting and has such a wide range, you know. That's very, very cool. North to South, awesome stuff. Okay, folks, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast this week. Thank you, everyone, for downloading this week and each and every week. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. And, of course, like every podcast out there, we have a Patreon. So if you do want to help support the show, you can. You can go and click on support, get your hands on loads of extra piping content. And, yeah, you can help keep the wheels moving here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Now, next week, we have quite an awesome topic of the week for you. We're going to be talking to... um, I'm just going to let you find out next week. (laughs) I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, we've got quite a cool episode next week. Looking forward to it. Uh, Let's just say it gets a little nerdy. A little nerdy, a little geeky, I suppose. Yeah, but our inner nerd comes out in this this, uh, upcoming chat. It's a lot of fun. All right, I'm going to give it away. Uh, So, all right, folks, that's it. (laughs) I'm out the door. Again, thank you for downloading. And again, if you do want to email us, our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com is where you do it. Or you can get us, of course, on Weekly Drone if you want to do it anonymously. The bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone is where you do it. Okay, folks, I am out the door. And we'll see you all here on the Rab Show podcast next week. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.